I, I don't ever discount the strength of a woman's intuition. I know. And I know a lot of women that generation know some shit was going down. Right. A hundred, because you had to. Yeah. What are you doing? Now we say, that's why like I respect, like no disrespect, like my mom's generation's better than ours because they parented on instinct. Like they didn't have like, uh, it's a tracker on Elijah's phone and he's at the library. Right. Like my mom, this is one of my favorite stories and we'll get started, but like my mom was on a first date with the guy that was going to be your husband. So this is like 1988, you know? And uh, my mom was at dinner. Clearly it was going well because they were going to get married. They didn't know that yet. And my mom goes, I need to go back to the house right now. And he's like, okay, this is 1988. In the middle of a date. Mid- said, the middle need- of a date that was going to go so well, she's going to marry this guy. And she said, I need to go home. Yes. She goes home. Black mom intuition, 80s. Goes home and she pulls up in our driveway she gets up, she's banging on the front door. No one's answering the door. So like, you already know what time it is. There's and no so, cell phones. You, There's no, no, stairs, no nothing, pagers, nothing. nothing. So uh, her date, then my ex-stepdad, she, he goes down the driveway to the back, to the back of the house. And my mom says she just hears him yell, get back in that window. There was a boy's leg hanging out of the... <laughs> And he was like, nah, dog, get back in that window. Like my mom caught my sister on just black woman instinct. instinct. Just like, this is not right. Like Spidey. Yes. Like, spi- like literally Spidey yes. senses at dinner. Ding, 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 that's ding, why, ding, that's ding, why, ding, why, like, ding. I still don't always use my GPS. Like everybody, I tell Merritt all the time, stop giving your whole life over to these devices. They're handy, but like, you shouldn't be in your own city. Like, I don't know how to get to the downtown my right. station you what? need to learn you should know where you right. are dog right. look up right what buildings do you see right you know so right. it's like i know we came from a life. generation where there was no i mean you're the almanac but you had mm. no what was it called mcsout mcnally it ran mcnally <laughs> yeah <I laughs> oh remember. my god you used to have to buy when they were expensive right and you would have to like there was maps and like if my friends would give me directions anywhere it'd be like okay sam so i'm like the third street you know after the bush mm-hmm. near like kimmer horson's house and yeah. i'm like yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> like, where it is you're putting together in your mind like what you're right. doing a google maps like right. you're dropping down on the city and you're rotating right. it like where's and now it does it for you and it's cool and it's very convenient. I know. I'm not disrespecting, but, it's but debil- it's like- it can be, it can be completely, it can handicap you, yeah. you know, and this goes into, I know, welcome to our episode. Yeah. I don't know how much you guys heard of Al and I's previous conversation, but we were just talking about like spidey senses and intuition and how and instinct, instinct, such a big deal and how devices today can, yes, they can help, of course, but they can also like, we got to get back to who we are innately, it's right? Just how yeah. we're wired. And it's, it's a weird feeling. And I don't think people practice it much. They don't let their brain and their gut talk to them that much. But I always say no one in the history of the world has ever said I shouldn't have trusted my gut. Right. It's always when you go, something's weird about that guy. Why are those two women hanging out over there? Right. It just looks weird. And you're like, I don't want to be weird. I don't want to be. It's like there's something in your mind that's saying I've looked at everything. Right. right. And that stands out. And I think a lot of times when you overlook that, then you go, I sh-, you know. Well, you always hear too, when you're watching any crime series and they interview people. And unfortunately, oftentimes we hear the neighbor say, I'm not surprised, or I should have said something, Mm -hmm. or I did report it, but so-and-so, you know, the police or the mental health official or something, there's a lapse in communication and Mm -hmm. nothing was done. And it just goes to show that you're right. See something, say something. 
it sounds corny, but it's I know. that's how they really caught a lot of things before they happened with somebody was like, this guy left a weird bag on the turnstile. And right. this woman was like, she didn't get off the train when she should have. It's like these little things right. where people could have gone on with their day, but somebody said something. So, right. Or that little, that, that young girl doesn't look right. Mm -hmm. Even though she's with her dad. Right. Of course you have to be careful because there's been situations that have become more uh, discrimination cases mm -hmm. because of assumptions, right? We've all right. heard the Karen stories. Right. We all know there's a difference between the two. Right. Real, normal human beings can decipher between manipulating a situation to right. put someone who you believe is inferior to you in a negative situation as opposed to you're coming from a good place right. and you're really trying to make sure that everything's okay and that child is safe. We yeah. all know the difference between the two. Absolutely. And I always yeah. say err on the side of caution. Yes. You know, if yes. it, I'd rather be called racist than uh, not call out something that looks like sex trafficking. Right. If I'm at a train stop or right. bus station or airport, right. if, if it looks weird, just say it. And if you're wrong, get called all the names, but you know what? I don't You'll be able think to sleep you that night. would be called no, all the names I. because I think we, speaking of intuition and how we're wired, we can tell when something is sincere. Mm -hmm. If you came up to me and you were like, Hey, I just want to make sure that that child is yours because that child is at, and I would look and I'd be like, you know what? You're right. I'm having a, who knows a mental breakdown or whatever it may be at that moment. I would know you're coming from a place of sincerity right. instead of a place to somehow divide me from my children. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Or be something discriminatory. And so, we've both been parents for some time and nobody's ever come up to me. And I'm assuming no one's ever, no come, one's up ever come up to me and said, is that your child? Right. So if it, it's clearly that rare, right? There must be something going on. Yes. So trust your gut. That's exactly. All I'm saying. This is um, dad talk for today. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Speaking though of devices and intuition, this leads us to our topic today. And I know some of you may have heard of her because she was all over the news. We actually covered her story. Gigi Wu. She's known as the bikini climber, the uh, bikini bikini hiker. And with dying for likes, of course, we always want to cover stories of people that take their uh, validation a step too far. This one's a little bit different. Right. And I want to give Gigi, may she rest in peace, the power and the legacy that she deserves, because this was an actual, an actual expert climber who, and I'm going to jump around for a minute and then we'll take you through the timeline. But Gigi Wu died in uh, 2019 in January. And it's funny, like nobody really discusses the exact date because right. we know she posted a picture in December 24th where her legs were badly bruised when she was on a different hike where she fell. Um, but she later died, and we'll talk about that uh, in Taiwan, but here's the difference between Gigi. So Gigi, of course, became famous because of the fact that she was posting pictures of her in a bikini on top of her climbs. In fact, her whole goal was to um, master 100 peaks of, and I'm say peaks like 10,000 feet I can't and over. Imagine. And she did. I can't imagine. And she did. And this is somebody that really loved to hike solo. But here's the caveat. We talk about being cautious when she would talk to her followers and she had like 30,000 on Facebook. She had more on or she had imagine where she'd be now. I know. I know because this was a while ago. Mm -hmm. So you're right. But she would tell her followers, listen, when you go on these hikes, especially if you're going to be solo, you got to be wearing the right equipment. She mm -hmm. would change into her bikini at the very, very end. So she'd be in the right equipment. She'd have the right gear. She'd say, if you're going to hike solo, you got to have, you know, a radio, a satellite radio. You got to do this, this and this. So she always made sure that she stressed the importance of being cautious and not doing these climbs unless you're an expert climber. Yeah. 
unfortunately, when she passed away, very tragically, and we'll get to all that, Al, is the whole headlines were bikini climber dies or, you know, what did she do? Oh, did she die because dying for likes, right? Did she die because, you know, she was doing these extravagant experienced hikes when she herself wasn't a hiker? Not the case. In fact, she wore her bikini for the first time at the end of a hike as a bet. So one of her friends were like, okay, you know, you, you lost this bet. You have to wear a bikini on your next hike or when you reach your peak. And she did. And she got more likes that time. And she decided, okay, I'll do it again. And she got more likes and more likes and more likes. But was she doing it for validation or was she doing it so she could continue her passion? I think it's both. We live in a world now where, you know, we kind of, I'm, I'm assuming like when you started your career, there was almost a, a machine or an apparatus set up for people that were going to be in entertainment. So when you got in entertainment, let's say in 1982, you're a young, you know, up and coming uh, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, something like that. You are put through the machine where your career grows. You have a marketing team behind you. You get to People Magazine. You start to be able to sit on the couch on some talk shows. America gets to know you. There's only three networks. You sit on the couch and Johnny Carson, you're famous. You're done. As a comic, if you got invited onto the couch for Johnny Carson after a good five minute set, you were a millionaire by the time you got backstage because there were three channels a fourth a third two-thirds of the country watched johnny carson you could sell out any venue you're rich so that's the way it used to be now sam they're like you're your marketing team sam you run your instagram sam you run your twitter and we're going to correlate your popularity in terms of how much we elevate sam's content in our algorithm based on your likes so just somebody that's passionate about hiking is very noble, but to non-passionate hikers, you don't have what's called a hook. Yeah, Sam. she didn't have as many yeah. followers. She didn't have as many followers, but you know what her hook was? She's attractive. And human beings, due to no fault or doing of her own, like to look at attractive people. It's been since the beginning of time. And we now saw this per- this young woman who was attractive, who was doing these incredible things. And now your gaze goes from her in a bikini to what she's doing like well how did she get to the top of this oh she climbed solo she's done it before and now we're learning about her retroactively is it ideal uh no i mean in a fairy tale world everybody just gloms onto somebody because they're passionate about something but in reality sam you got to do something to make people look and when once they're looking once you have their attention for one second you got to take it and run with it, and she did i i agree with you i just don't know if people dug deep enough yeah. i don't know if anybody really knew or listened or they just gawked at those photos right. and i don't know if she pushed herself to have these incredible climbs so she could take that photo in the bikini. I don't know. I do know though that she was experienced. I do know that, okay, so she she died tragically at 36. She was doing one of her solo hikes. In fact, this was in the uh, Yushan National Park and the specific hike that she was on, she had to reach a 13,000 peak. It's a two day hike. Now she always had someone that she called after 5 p.m. because that's when it was dark. Well, she got a, the, her friend got a phone call at 4.30 from her satellite phone and he knew something was wrong oh, no. because she's very strategic. She know they, ha- I mean, she had already mastered 100 climbs and always had, you know, dotted her I's and crossed her teeth. It's that phone call at three in the morning and it's your mom. And you're like, I can't, it yeah, makes my stomach you sick. You say that bad. speaking yeah. of spidey senses, yeah. you know, immediately when you get that phone mm-hmm. call at three in the morning, this isn't good. Yeah. Um, and so when he got that phone call, she had fell 65 feet in a ravine. He said, this is his words. He described her voice as urgent, but not fearful. 
So it just goes to show that she had climbed and hiked. She was so experienced that there was a confidence there. Right. You know, there wasn't a panic in her voice, but there was an urgency. So when she called them from her satellite phone, um, she knew that the temperatures were going to drop to below zero. Um, and, you know, of course she had all her equipment. In fact, when they found her, uh, the rescue team, and it took them days to find her, by the way, because, you know, they knew her exact location because she was so experienced. She gave the coordinates. She communicated to her friend. This is what's happening. I can't move my lower body. So who knows what those injuries were? Who knows how much pain she was in again, according to her friend, no panic in her voice, but urgency. So when he alerted authorities, they weren't able to, uh, locate her one because of the time of the day, another, because of temperatures, a, a number of different reasons. And of course you have a slew of people then going after the rescuers. That's a whole nother topic that we can unpack, but, um, I would like to believe that they did everything that they could, but I know that there's negligence sometimes in situations. So I, I don't know. I don't want to no. say that if like, let's say she has family members who feel like that the rescuers did not do all they could from what I know in this moment they did. Yes. Um, but that's, she, that's not a job that you get because you want to slack off. Yes. It's probably a job you get because you also love right. just hiking and just the, the, the past and the people that are part of that world. So right. I find it hard to believe in. I'll also say this, Sam, when it comes to people kind of blaming the rescuers, uh, wondering if people did all they, they could think about like where she must have been on the planet. Right. I mean, if God forbid something happened to me here and where I had to be wheeled out on a gurney, it's there's still some stairs. There's still a doorway. <laughs> it's still like the fence. We got to get right. And that's uh, we're in a decent neighborhood hanging out, you know. I don't think people realize because they watch so many movies where the star, you know, throws a grappling hook on something and repels down a wall. That right. doesn't exist. No, no. Sometimes the wind is going faster than cars on the highway. It's negative 20 and it's pitch black. And all yeah. this like, well, here's what I would have done. That's the, the only what you would have done is made it so that there were two people they needed to rescue. Right. So it's just that's like, understand, yeah. And that's that's why they don't want people doing right. stuff like this. And only experts do things like I'm this. So I'm giving them the benefit. No, of that. I am, too. And I'm so glad you said that, too. Again, to Gigi Wu's point, her message was always don't do this if you're not experienced, because then you're putting the rescuers lives. At, not only are you putting your own life at risk, but then you're putting the rescuers lives at risk. They have families too. Yeah. So if they're going after someone who really is dying for likes, they want to go climb this peak, do all this stuff, take all these risks so they can get that picture on top of the mountain, which does happen. We'll get to those stories. This isn't one of them, but that was Gigi Wu's point. Don't look at me and think I'm hiking in a bikini trying to do something so risky just so I can get the validation and the popularity of all my likes. Yeah. Now hers is twofold. But you don't want to be that person that's risking everything because you're not only risking your own life, you're risking the lives of the rescuers because you will need to be rescued. Right. And I would argue somebody that would be doing something like this, anxious to take their top off, put a bikini on and, you know, you know, kind of get their fame that way, wouldn't have been on a climb this hard. Right. Because their goal is to get to the top, take their stupid picture and keep it moving to the next peak. They're looking at this like a, like a business. Anything that would be slightly difficult, they'd be like, I'm not doing that. We've got something booked in March. We can't risk that. Right. You know, I, this was clearly something that an expert that is passionate about this would do because 
it's one of those things that if you don't love it, the amount of danger doesn't make it worth it. So, so uh, true. shout out to her. She, she loved it. She had to get a permit. You have to get a permit to hike Jade Mountain and all these different peaks in Taiwan. And it's, a, I think it's a four month waiting That's list. the only reason I don't do it. I didn't got the permit yet. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I wouldn't I, make it out of the parking lot. <laughs> I camped with Al and Al was a horrible camper. I don't like the outside. Horrible. Dog. I think you gave up when you and Jeff were supposed to pitch a tent. Yeah. You literally gave up. Mm-hmm. I placed a fake snake in front of Al and he I've never seen you jump that high like you were like we're full on woods. you were like basketball like you could dunk you jumped so high I don't like it I don't <laughs> like things that could bite me around my ankles the ground was super cold it got super dark I think you know looking back on that we could make some tweaks but Gosh. you know we we got a good memory I have to be honest with you I didn't enjoy spending the night in that tent on yes. a cold floor in like 21 degree weather I was freezing and we'll drop the link in so you can watch the oh we yes. will it's so good yes, we will it's worth show. it yes. it's worth it Naked um, and afraid. There was no, no, oh, no. Naked clothed and afraid. And afraid. <laughs> Big, way was different it? show. Ours was clothed. Some people are naked. naked we're not taking and afraid. Yes. We were not I naked never, and afraid. By the way. No, I couldn't <laughs> even do a cloth. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. So for uh, apparently Gigi Woos, I did say one of her last posts was December 24th, but her final post was January 18th, where she had this epic mm. view. And what's interesting about her is she didn't really like posting those dramatic views. She did it for the likes. She, you know, even she liked to take it all in herself. So she, I think this is me just speculating, but from what I know uh, from doing, you know, going down the rabbit hole with her story is she seems like to me, someone that grappled with balancing her authenticity of just being present, of just doing her solo hikes, because again, she didn't want anybody to ever join her. She right. loved to be alone in the, in the wilderness. That's she cool. had to grapple with that. And then the almost like commercial capitalistic nature of like posting those like Insta worthy photos. And I'm not even talking about her bikini photos. I'm just talking about the ones that are like very predictable, literal on the top of the peak. That wasn't even her jam, but that was actually her very final post was a beautiful, epic, dramatic view of her, uh, I think you yeah. see her tent in there too. Yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of irony and beauty and kind of sadness as well because her posting that means that she kind of, you know, did what we all have to do, which is be capitalist. Right. And I kind of wish that, I, I hope that maybe there was some that we didn't see that she got a chance to just enjoy by herself. But I definitely what get that What a strong woman though. What a strong woman. Because I believe it was, how many hours was she there waiting? 43 hours. 43 hours she was waiting. I mean mental who, toughness they believe she died of hyperthermia that's what the the final um wow. uh I don't want to call it a diagnosis what it would be uh, like the final or autopsy or me- right. medical examiner but sure. she was found underneath one of those like aluminum blankets right. a flashlight again she had her gear with her at all times um but you know tough I mean, for the, I can't imagine if you can't move from the waist down and she already had her previous injuries from her other fall. I can't imagine what she was experiencing, but she still had the calm and the collection of phoning someone, giving her coordinates, not being panicked, strong. And I want, that's what I want. Even dying for likes. Yes. We're going to unpack those stories that are completely gratuitous, Mm -hmm. completely stupid that cost you your life that cost a child, their parent or whatever you want to call it. This one is different. This right. is somebody that unfortunately, because she's beautiful, because she was in a bikini, got boiled down to a bikini climber who risked their life to live life 
to get likes and it was her and it was her demise. Right. I don't see it that way. No, no, because you could have very easily uh, seen this happen with no cameras around. Things like this happen with people that go deep sea diving, people that do that, the squirrel jump, whatever that is, where you yeah, just what jump is off. That? Of, I, I don't know. Our producer Kelly just made a face. Do you squirrel jump? Do you, you squirrel suit? Squirrel do you suit. squirrel suit? Okay, Kelly doesn't oh, squirrel gosh. suit. Oh gosh, yeah. So it's like, you know, but people, there's, like I always say, there's, there are people that are addicted to drugs and there's people that are addicted to adrenaline, which, which is also a drug. Mm -hmm. And you see these people, we will cover a lot of them, mm -hmm. but there are people that do extreme things. And it, some people are just, you knew them as little kids. They were like, I'm going to do a backflip off the garage. And you're like, Wait, what? You know, but it's just in some people right. without being told. And her drive to become- I think their brains are different. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, I, I forget what we covered, uh, you know, and, you know, we can, I'm sure this is going to come up with every single episode, but I believe they saw that there's some sort of like difference in their brain activity where it's, of course, you're right that it's mm. craving, but there's actually something completely different that makes them that way. I could absolutely see that. Just the dopamine of just getting that little burst of probably not knowing is what does it Do you for like people. you like that? That's not my jam. That's not my I jam. Mean, I, I think I can go either way though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I could, and I would, I mean, I think I get that from going on stage. Yes, you uh, do. But I never sought that, but I guess I kind of did. Cause I went and got on stage. Uh, you know, it, I, I never thought about that. Have I was you ever done anything risky? Dangers. Have you ever done, have you jumped off, uh, you know, yeah. skydived? Have you bungee cord jumped? Have you done anything like yeah. that? I jumped off the stratosphere in you Vegas. Did? Yes. Was that the terrifying? show I used to host. Yes. But I, you did it because you were hosting a show. I did it. I had a hangover <laughs> that could have killed a bull. I was so hungover. I did not know we were shooting that early. And I am up there about to jump off the, the stratosphere. It's that big pointy building, the tallest building in Vegas. Uh, they, you go outside, Sam, I'm nervous thinking about the it. wind is the wind is whipping. Like, I mean, it, it's the wind is like so intense. You can't hear anything. And you're just outside looking at Vegas. And you have to jump off a building. Yes. You jump off the side and it, you're kind of on a harness. So you jump and it's a free fall for My like four seconds. No, thank you. And then it kind of grabs you almost like a winch, like a pulley would for like, like on a truck that was pulling a stump out of the ground. It kind of grabs you and then you, you slower down like the last 10 feet, but it's just a free. Were you fall. nervous? I was still probably drunk from the night before, but I was still, <laughs> but if I didn't have any in me, I would have never done. It. I was like, I don't feel like doing this. And when I got out there, I was like, Oh, this uh, is not. No. How'd you feel afterwards? Like, did you feel like you were on top of the world? I did, but I was like, that wasn't safe. Yeah. <laughs> I was and like, you, that wasn't. You that. hear the bungee cord yeah. stories gone Things wrong. Things happen. I had to, it's so funny that you and I like got pushed to the limit because we were hosting. I don't have it in me to like, would I ride like a motorcycle really fast? Something like that. Yes. But would I ever, I must have a thing with heights because I would mm. never bungee cord jump. I would never jump out of a plane. So I was hosting a show for MTV Australia and I had to jump out of a plane, 10,000 feet. I was oh like, no, but of course it's MTV where you have to be like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh. So the cameras are on me the whole way up. And those planes are narnar. They're rickety. They're gnarly. They're not the planes that you're used to. You're up <laughs> like this. They're rickety. The whole side of the plane is a door that's about to open up and it's clear. Right. So you're looking out that door. It's loud. And you're like, I'm about to be thrown out that door and you go up fast 10,000 feet. And that mm. was the worst part. I remember my leg oh. shaking, but every time the camera would be on me, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> and 
my knees are like buckling, my stomach's sick. And I'm like, I can't believe I have to do this. I can't believe I have to do this. Come on, Sam, you got this. You got this. And when they date, and so when the guy that I was like on the back of, like they thought they'd be cool, the guy like, oh, it's MTV. He dangled me for a little bit. So he goes off like this and I'm just like dangling. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. I just wanted to throw up and say, stop. I literally had a panic attack. And anyways, we did the jump. Everything was great. But what I will tell you when I hit that ground, man, I've never felt a high as horrific as the ride up was as horrific as all of it was. I'm not built for that, right. but I've never had a high that in that boxing match. I did never have I had a high in my life like that. So yeah. I get it. And I get it. I, and I think that's why somebody, when you talk to certain people, they're like, Oh, I've had 950 uh, actual jumps. I've had 14 professional fights and you're like, wait, what? But I think it's terrifying, but when you do it and you experience it, and no matter how it goes, you just know that there's no going back. You now know what that feels like. Right. And you are kind of constantly chasing that. And I think that might be the case in some of these situations. So. I think so too, with Gigi too. I just want to like full circle back yeah. to her. She as a solo hiker didn't do it for, I know later Instagram, Facebook all came into play after that dare, but can you imagine a solo hike? You're doing it specifically for yourself, right? Mm. When she would go to the peak, a lot of the time she didn't take photos until she became more famous, but she was on top of that mountain. Like I was jumping out, looking at the camera being like, like obviously doing it for someone else. Let's be honest. I was doing it for someone else. I was doing it for the paycheck. I was doing it to be cool. I was not, Sam did not want to do that. I got to give Gigi credit because she, all those climbs, the 100 climbs that nobody Mm. saw all by herself, making it 10, 12, 15,000 feet up high all by herself for her own, her own gratification. Right. And I think that was, that's the hardest thing. The thing I keep wrestling with when we talk about this story is the fact that she, uh, there had to be a moment where she finally breaks down. She's like, I'm going to post this beautiful sunset. I'm going to post, you know, this picture that I think people will really like, which is really personal to me, but I'll still post it. And then like, after she breaks down and kind of has this internal dialogue back and forth should i do it or not she's like okay i'll do it and she puts it out there and it's the internet waiting for her. so it's like yeah nice cloud i know I okay know. yeah uh i you did something with the camera it's only like five thousand right my brother did that right. you know and you're just like i didn't want to do this anyway yeah so like i can Im- I only imagine you know i know so we here today we're giving her the props the credit her legacy expert climber expert hiker a warrior how a about warrior. that how Absol- about that just the mental toughness, yep. like to the end, yep. to the end. And you know, she went out like a G. She did. Right on her, on, went out like her, uh, Tough, on her shield. strong, doing exactly yeah. what she loves. Yeah. So may Gigi Wu rest in power. Um, we hope that giving you guys all this information, if you did hear of the Bikini Climber, now you know who she really is. Sorry, thanks.